is a small town, only 100,000 people. Those 100,000 people may be different in many ways, but there's one thing that brings them all together. The Green Bay Packers. In Titletown, the blue-collar city only knows hard work, tailgating, championships, but more importantly, they know family. We have a saying in this town, faith, family, and the Green Bay Packers are all that you need. Sanjay and I grew up in Green Bay. You could say that we are Green Bay, or even better, the voices of Green Bay. We bring a local feel of Packer fandom to a worldwide audience. Friendship, family, and football. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Freezer Podcast. the freezer podcast where we bring you a local feel of packer phantom to a worldwide audience i'm sanjay and alongside me like always is fred and matt and we are part of the game on wisconsin network and we are brought to you by well that's what we're brought to you by so uh and we are live back in our home studios back to being you know in my own house not in a hotel in tampa Did florida pants on? <laughs> I, I guess i do have that's pants. how you know you're at home and you don't have pants on <laughs> Yeah, is your, mom, is your mom still going to do your laundry tonight or is that? Uh, no, she's not going to do my laundry tonight. And no, she's not going to keep bumping into the screen and, you know, asking hey, me to do something while hey, I'm doing a show, you know. Pro- props to Mama Murphy. I think she was the star of the show last week. Probably. Behind the scenes work. Yeah, she's Mother Teresa, guys. So, uh, yes, we're back. This is finally, this is week two uh, of being back, obviously. So thank you so much. We got crippled Fred here. Um, and... <laughs> what you do you got the split so you might as well tell the fans yeah tell everybody uh softball injury last week um yeah no i I he's on the il dude what are you doing trying too hard well i know i'm way too old to be playing softball yeah Um, maybe maybe just but i uh i i i told my kids that i was like jumping over the fence grabbed a ball it was super heroic when really i basically tripped over my feet yeah i basically tripped and this pinky went backwards, and so now the hand's a little rough. But you know what? I'm still here because you know what? The freezer podcast so is that, don't, don't do IR, man. Was yeah, that man. pre or post that picture that uh, Amanda posted about that you? Was, that was – yeah, no, the picture was pre-game. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you, yeah. you were like, – Yeah. <laughs> hey, that <laughs> yeah, jersey looks pretty I, I, awesome, though. Hey, that jersey – Shout out. Yeah. Shout out custom offsets big time. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, so everybody everybody that's watching at the moment, uh, stick around, especially the last 15 minutes of the show. Uh, we have a fun little interactive thing that we'd like to do with you guys. Uh, so we're obviously going to get your input and so definitely get into the chat uh, with us and uh, we'll get, you know, some conversation going. So definitely uh, look forward to that. We have a lot of uh, important things in our little commercial break. So please watch what we're uh, what we're you know spewing out to you, especially seeing that we're spewing. technically the <laughs> the first week, uh, first show of your uh, beautiful game on, uh, you know, onslaught for the week i guess you could say so uh definitely with the words tonight i love this i know this is you're on fire keep it going exactly college degree right so uh (laughs) this is as much as i got from that degree uh so we we will be doing that with you guys so uh everybody that's in the chat or everybody that's watching right now thank you so much we obviously appreciate everything that you guys do each and every week so boys training camp week two 
Uh, before we do that, because we didn't really get to like talk about it last week, it's it's crazy because we had so much to talk about last week. Um, the Cobb thing wasn't official yet during our our yep. episode, so uh, so we'll we'll talk about that real quick right now. But uh, we had two big things that happened, and uh, we'll you know we'll get our resident offensive lineman uh up there to kind of go over someone else and. <laughs> <laughs> and uh but yes let's let's jump right into it. uh randall cobb back officially with the green bay packers number one eight gets his jersey back because someone else had to get cut and um he is now back to the being the pra- uh, packer receiver uh for the time being we don't know maybe if there could be a cut at the end of these uh preseason doubt doubt it but um big news because a lot of little you know uh family traits uh not traits uh, family lineage i guess you could say uh with current players as well uh like amari rogers but biggest news is obviously it's aaron Rodgers single-handedly getting a guy back on the team uh <laughs> and his gm making note of that it was basically for him uh so guys randall cobb back I, I love it, man. You know, I know it kind of took some heat and people were, uh, you know, obviously going, well, he's only here because of Rodgers. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. And I've sort of just come to the realization that if if the MVP of the league thinks that Randall Cobb is worth it and he's going to make the team better, I'm going to trust that guy that he knows what he's talking about. And he knows what Randall brings to the team. He probably knows that they were missing a little bit something maybe from that slot uh, position last year and he knows he's got the jets and he knows that he can kind of read Rogers mind a little bit. So I'm all about it guys. If you were going to retire next year and you had one year left and you knew that you had the one year left with your homie Devante, you had your <laughs> one, you could, you could potentially get one of your best friends back on the team for one last ride. One last hurrah. Wouldn't you do it? I mean, I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to break off the last dance thing or whatever, but I've said that I firmly believe pretty much regardless of what I think happens this year, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to go, go anywhere. If anywhere, he's going to go to retirement and he's going to go do what he wants. Um, He's brought that up in the press conference that he found some things that he loved in the off season. I think it was a foreshadowing. And if he was, if Aaron Rodgers genuinely in his heart made the decision, Hey, this is my last year. Why wouldn't he say, I'm going to throw everything on the table. I'm gonna go after the GM. I'm not gonna go after the GM, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna question the front office, and I'm gonna go make them get my best friend, so I can play one last year with my best friend and be done with it. That being said, because I do think that's honestly what happened. That being said, I do think that Cobb brings a potential, you know, veteran leadership. He brings some happiness. He's a fan favorite. He does all these things. Mamari Rogers ties. Um, but it, it is, it's, it, it doesn't hurt. It, the price tag is minimal. Um, it's not anything that's going to like, we're going to feel well, for the next five years. It's no different than if they brought in any one of the other ridiculous veteran free agent receivers we've clamored over for the last five years. So it, to me, it's, it's a no brainer. And if it makes everyone hunky dory, then go for it. Go ahead, Sanjay, Sanjay, and you can jump here in a sec. I don't want to steal the mic too much, but I think you know you're right. You're right, Fred. That probably was a little bit getting the band back together. But do you guys think that that we had a true slot receiver on the team last year? I don't know if we had maybe like you know a prototype one. I know they they kind of moved guys around. I know they used Adam a lot, Adams a lot in the slot. They they rotated guys, and I think the Amari Rogers pick may have been a you know kind of an answer to maybe what Rogers they had. They talked about that meeting they had early in the year. Um, after the season ended that, you know, 
maybe he's like, get me a slot guy. And so they draft Rodgers. But, you know, the, the word about him is that Aaron doesn't like working with rookies as much. You know, he wants someone who can kind of understand his game and what he likes. And Cobb, you know, seems like the perfect kind of fit for that. You could argue whether his, you know, athleticism still there the way it was. But I think in terms of just being a reliable uh, receiver and someone he can rely, you know, trust, obviously, that's that's Cobb. Yeah, I, I well, here's the thing. I mean, going back to originally what Fred said about like, you know, a breath of fresh air for him. And he said like he felt like he was getting to breathe again, uh, getting out of jail. <laughs> so for Cobb, too, I mean, like you said, it's just it wouldn't he want to come back? Of course. I mean, this is home. This is the, the team that took a chance on him as a second round pick. Um, So that is kind of like, you know, I it's a no brainer for him that he'll come back. I don't know if money ever had a question of it because obviously he was still getting paid, you know, kind of well for his age. Um, but to answer your new question, Matt, I think, and Jimmy, don't worry, we will get to yours right after this. So uh, <clears throat> to answer that, I mean, I think the slot receiver, well, it was weird because they said, look in this kind of offense, it didn't require it. It almost felt yeah. like there was always just two, two receiver sets, you know, all the time there was more tight ends. Uh, now did they run some, you know, McCarthy esque kind of, uh, you know, they definitely did have some five wide. Sometimes they had four wide. I mean, they definitely had, you know, a slot in there at, at certain points of, of the game. So, but now this is that added element that I always thought that, you know, Kyle Shanahan always kind of did with Debo Samuel. And obviously, uh, who's that other guy that went to the Saints? Uh, I can't think of his name right now. Oh, my gosh. The wide receiver little guy didn't want to come to Green Bay. I'm, I'm just playing oh, right Sanders. now. Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. Thank you so much. So, uh, you know, it's just that kind of, you know, that utility player that you can kind of just, you know, scheme wide open, you know, you know, in the smaller, you know, shorter pass game. Um, so maybe does that really kind of open up things for Rodgers? Probably because it's a guy that he can trust and it's someone that he can clearly think, uh, especially in the when the play breaks down, like the scramble drill, who's better than that other than maybe Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb. So, you know, I think it's a big thing that, you know, now he has Devante. And here's the thing. I want to talk about that real quick before we move on is Devante and him being there now, if he's going to be remaining on this team going into the season and becomes a little bit more used in the offense, how many games have we seen Aaron Rodgers go like a little too heavy on Devante? And you're like, oh my gosh, you know, there's other guys wide open. You know, you see like a Jace or a Tunyon or even some of the running backs. You're like, guys, just, you know, I mean, yep. these guys, you clearly can see that this LeFleur offense is working to a T. Sometimes it, we get a little angry at our Hall of Fame quarterback because sometimes he doesn't always look to the, you know, the open players. So this might be a little bit different now that he has two guys that he really likes and that he might have to like look on left and right, right sides of the field. Um, but yeah, let's open that discussion real quick now because we do have six receivers, right? Technically, or obviously we have like 10 receivers, but let's just say the six that we know of uh, that we're kind of obviously always in the conversations about the guys that have been there for at least a couple of years. Uh, Fred, what do you think? I mean, I guess at the very end, we can maybe just say who our top five are maybe, but at the same time, why don't you just let me know what you think? Who's our, who's the odd man out of this situation? Well, Quickly to, to piggyback off what you were just saying, I am I'm very interested to see kind of to where this offense goes with that motion guy. Um, we've seen how well this done this team has done when they've implemented motion. Yeah, we've had it with Swerve and Urban, things like that. Is Swerve and Urban's role, does that kind of start to does you know Aaron Jones and Amari Rogers start to kind of transition in that role? Does Cobb that's take what over I thought Rogers like would that? take over Amari? Yeah, like I mean, because Aaron Jones 
don't get me wrong. He's obviously a running back and, and all those things like that. But if he's someone that you can motion around a lot and still keep like a Dylan in the backfield to pick up blocks and to maybe just keep people honest, you have Dylan in the back, Jones motioning, Cobb, Devontae, Bobby. T- I mean, that's a really scary offense. And that's not even tapped into Amari Rogers yet. It's not even tapped into MBS yet. I mean, that's very interesting. So when you think of receivers, you know, you have Devontae, you have Amari Rogers, uh, you have your MBS. <clears throat> You have your Lazard, right? That's four. Um, I, I can't That's, imagine that e- EQ makes any life past this. Funches. To me, it's going to come down to Funches and EQ, right? That's who, which right. one? That's got to be the last Adams, two guys out. Adams, NVS, Lazard, Cobb. Um, who am I forgetting here? Um, then it's gonna be, I think Amari Rogers. If they choose to keep six, it's going to be Funches or EQ. So EQ is going to really have to shine because the Packers probably favor the guy who's been in their system for three years. But when you're talking about the fifth guy, I would rather, I mean, I I've been vocal about being excited about the potential of Devin Funches. I haven't heard a whole lot out of camp about him. So there's only one guy in Devin Funches corner and it's Matt Jensen all over Twitter. If you're not following Matt X Jensen on Twitter, please do (laughs) because this is the only guy that I've seen that loves Devin Funches as much as any, probably as much as the idea. I want him to be good. No, no, I know. I know. Hey, but real quick, before you say that though, because you guys are both kind of on the five or six mark and some of our chat is saying, keep six. I see you guys uh, throwing that in the chat. Let's just real quick, and I'm gonna, and it's gonna be really quick. But I'm gonna do this for you, and I'm gonna say this: Rogers, Jordan Love, I mean Becker or Benkert, probably on find a way to keep him. I feel like they gotta find a way to keep him. Probably Patrick Squad, right? So you got two right there. You got three running backs, possibly, and I don't know how they rate Josiah DeGuar if he's gonna be thrown as as a halfback, you know, uh, fullback thing. Tight end, I think. But you got Kalen Hill, obviously AJ Dillon, and Aaron Jones. That's five, right? Now you look at the tight ends. Now that's another position that we're always like, well, dang, we got so many of them. They go, they do different things, right? You got Mercedes, you got Tunyon, you got Jace who, you know, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe he stays. I don't know. Uh, And you have, and you have Daphne and you technically have Josiah DeGuire. He's technically on the roster as a tight end. That's five guys right there. All right. And now you look at the offensive line who you have a pretty, you at least have 10 guys there. You do the math because I haven't even touched the defense, and I'm not going to. But I'm just saying, I, you have to you have to cut somewhere. So you know, are you cutting at tight end or are you cutting at receiver? Because I don't think you're going past five. I'll be honest with you. I honestly don't think they should pass four. And that's receivers? even bigger. Here's Bro, my thought: they'll go, they'll go five. They'll go no. five receivers. I would say I would say I, that of all those people that I think that you just listed. Um, the, the one person that I can see that could get practice squatted, um, and it probably won't be something you want to hear, but I think that we could see Daphne get practice squatted. Yeah, we could. I mean, that's not, a, that's not, I don't care about that. I mean, that's fine. I mean, he had, he yeah. did show some, you know, promise right away as he got I've, minutes, but hear me out on four tight ends are still there. Hear me out on four, because if you're sitting, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm just saying if you're keeping four or five tight ends because this offense like i just mentioned to you does not do more than three receivers or four receivers that much so now i get it for injury for depth for things like that i get it but i'm just saying somewhere it has to be cut so if it's not going to be tight end i don't believe jay sternberger counts against the uh the roster count initially because of 
because of his injury designation, right? I think I heard that somewhere. Sure, if but then they're going to have to cut it regardless. Well, but... I'll say, I, I say if that's the case, then I do see him keeping six. Potential. They may keep six anyways, but if that's the case, they can keep six, carry somebody, and then figure out who to let go. Well, that. you know what? Yeah, see, Come watch our show in four weeks. Because we're awesome, and That's you should watch thing. us that, every week. Thanks, Iowa you know? Joe. Thing. We don't. We have no idea yet. Like we're talking about right now. Yeah, yeah, someone's yeah. Gonna exactly. Fail. Is, someone's going to get hurt. Probably, God forbid. But this I mean, is things that are this is a happen. big year for Jay Sternberger, right? This was oh, supposed to be his coming out party of you know preseason, showing some life and also staying healthy. And then and okay, he gets a drug bust. He ain't doing none. He ain't doing none. Right. So this is Bobby this is kind of where he might be on the outside looking in. Who knows? I don't know how much they love. The pick and the player. Maybe he's a really good locker room guy. Maybe he's a good work ethic guy. I don't know what he is in inside that in the Jeez. in those buildings. But he's good as ass in the field and play. That's what matters. Right. They he's haven't. Good. He's hurt. He's suspended. He takes MySpace bathroom photos. I. I mean, I dude. I can't. Like, <laughs> runs out. That and runs I'm not. Out, and man. I'm not hating. I know you can do whatever you go. You do whatever right. you want off the field in that regard. But like, you're. What are you you're looking at? <laughs> what are you? <laughs> Just saying, look at his go to his uh, Instagram, dude. It's okay, like, all right, all right. you know, the, so, the classic like mirror photos. But what I'm saying, besides that part of it, is that you are now entering what year three, right? That is that is prime hmm. tight end year. Is it four it's now? Four. Oh my gosh, help us I out, lost track, man. dude. I lost. We're, track. we're so bad with this. It's like, gotta, this, it's, well, anyway, it's, it's, I was saying, watch us in four weeks. Maybe you won't want to because we're not credible. Uh, <laughs> it'd have to be three or four. No, it's probably. It's probably third because he was drafted with uh, Jenks, right? And we're not talking about Jenkins' contract yet. You're right. You're right. You're right. So this yeah, is so he's got to be yeah. what? So it's probably th- so it's year three. Thank you, Iowa uh, Joe. Yeah, thanks, Iowa Joe. Uh, year three, um, <laughs> usually, usually the year that you see tight ends right. kind of move past that that little uh, hump. Um, and uh, I'll give him year three, but uh, that's probably going to be it. And especially if you have a guy like Bobby Tanya and who's who's rising up right now it's gonna be real hard to convince well, I, people to put a jay sternberger in there yeah and i wouldn't i wouldn't hold daphne or any of the other guys in the roster back to to prioritize over sternberger that dude's got to make his way into the field yeah. you know he's playing well, from behind big time man. we'll yep. talk about depth stuff you know especially once these preseason games come along obviously yeah. in a week or so we'll, we'll actually get our first one against houston but uh let's oh, talk about the other guy the other big thing resident offensive line coach can you please get put your hat on real quick uh we have another signing dennis kelly um huge signing actually from a huge guy like this guy's monstrous he's six eight six eight three and some pounds just big. just That's let me show you what david bakhtiari six four people so that is, I mean, he's a mountain. Like if you watch Game of Thrones, the mountain, <laughs> he's a mountain, right? So, uh, and he looks like him too. So Dennis Kelly had 16 started games, actually technically 17, I think, uh, with the Titans, um, played at right tackle, knows the system that Lafleur. I mean, like, I guess he obviously Lafleur had him, but then he, you know, he was a year under Lafleur, and then technically had a year of Arthur Smith. I don't know how familiar the, 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 the scheme was, you know, once Lafleur was out, but still, nonetheless, it's a right tackle holding up his end of the bargain, playing 16 games. I don't, I don't have the breakdown of how many, you know, pressures and, you know, sacks he gave up pancakes, but I don't know all that stuff. Right. You know, if you want to look at that up, I'm sure we'll get that for you, but this is a signing, uh, Matt. Sorry, Matt or Fred, whoever wants to take this one. I'm the uh, resident Matt, I'm in. That's you. That's <laughs> true. You've been, you've <laughs> yeah, been you're building him as the pro, so get him Yeah, on exactly. So, uh, you know, Fred, what do you guys, uh, I mean, as far as this signing, especially knowing that we 
I guess the timetable of David Bakhtiari being unclear. Now, obviously, this guy's a warrior and probably will somehow make it to either week one or two in you know a, a rapid fashion. But we don't know that, right? So this is insurance, and we we always know about your uh, one punch uh, Billy Turner, Fred. I know you love him so much, and maybe this is insurance for that guy too, who is also yeah. coming into a potential ending of his time here in green Bay, uh, depending on how they want to, you know, structure his contract coming soon. But, uh, Fred, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I am absolutely floored Thank you, Blaine. with Appreciate happiness. That. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Absolutely floored with happiness in this signing. I think it was one of the best signings we've seen in the last couple of years. Um, it's, it's super smart. Um, he's 31, I think, but he's still pretty young in the sense of how much playing time he still has. I think, Um, I think just started last year was the first time he really got a full season starting other game, other years before that, a lot of playing time, not starting. The thing that I like the most is that he had a few years behind, you know, Taylor Lewan, Jack Conklin. So he had good people ahead of him that he was learning from, um, in a very good offensive line system in Tennessee with, uh, obviously Derrick Henry. Um, he's just a massive beast and I don't know, um, I don't know if it's if it's more insurance for Bach or more or not for Bach, but more insurance on the left side or more insurance on the right side. But either way, he's played both positions. He's available. He's a mountain. Uh, and I just it, it's one of the most safe, awesome, sexy picks that we've picked up in a while. And it makes it, it just it gives me that like huge insurance on the offensive line. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong, but where like that would have been a glaring concern heading into the season. Um just because we don't know how long box going to be. And if he well, returns to where he should be. And then, you, yeah, you do have that issue with Billy Turner, who is at one I mean, he's going to be starting to look for money. So who knows how well he plays? Well, you and real quick, Matt, okay, and I'll well. let you go. But like you look at everybody around us, Chicago, Minnesota, uh, some of our other rivals, Seattle, even maybe possibly Detroit. How was he not looked by any of these guys? 16 games. Well, that was, that no sack. Someone said no sack available. That's what I'm saying. So uh, I heard he, and then someone mentioned in Twitter that he was also getting an offer from Houston, which why in God's name would you go to Houston? First yeah, off, nope, nope. Uh, unless you really like the, te- the state, but uh, just the fact that he was even available for all those teams that have been just struggling to draft a good consistent lineman. And the fact that this one's just sitting here right at their lap and looking like, you know, the size that he is. I mean, I'm, I mean, this is what June or sorry, July. And he's he went this far without being signed, so uh, huge job. And I guess uh, Gudikin said this was Mil- um, uh, Milt, Milt, right? It's Milt Hendrickson. Yeah, Milt Hendrickson. Yeah, that yeah. this was he's all him, kind of on his uh, on his like scouting. So good job by him. So uh, well, yeah, th- go ahead, Matt. But you got He's a he's a Chicago kid too. Went to yeah, Indiana. I mean, so he's a Midwest yeah, guy. Midwest he's guy. T- I love that shit. I love it. Well, and, you know, to piggyback off both of you, I mean, this is kind of like the rich get richer. I mean, Green Bay has had a has had a great offensive line. I know we lost, you know, Lindsay last year, but if you believe the reports in, in Aaron Rodgers, you know, uh, Myers, the rookie at center, sounds like a, a total wall, and he's sort of ahead of the uh, curve he's huge too. the offense. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so so this is huge because I do believe, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with, with, with Bakhtiari. I think that's the big linchpin here. And you lost, you know, Rick Wagner, he left. So you get a swing tackle back it can go both ways. And I think in an ideal scenario, when, when Bakhtiari is healthy, you could kick the new guy out, right? Move Turner back inside. 
You got Myers at center, then you got Jenkins at left guard, and then the you know the unit at, at left tackle. I mean, that is an unbelievably talented offensive line. I feel and like I he just the... crapped on Lucas Patrick, though. I'm not saying he's well, not good, no, but, but but that just goes that's to the an improvement on a offensive line last year was the best in the league, and you got better. <clears throat> Yeah. yeah, and you still so, have guys like Runyon and Braden and all these guys. Yes. That are and the that's best. why I think yeah. this offense can pick up where they left off. I mean, now you're again blocking for Aaron Jones. I got you got the quad father back there who's going to get a lot of increased reps, and he's going to be mowing down some defenders. And then, oh by the way, you have the MVP <laughs> under center, you know, throwing balls to to that receiver core. So this is a huge addition under the radar. And like you said, Sanjay, how was this guy just available to be signed? I feel right. like we you know got away with that's something. That's a good. So that's a great point. I mean, I never even thought about that. Like. Like he, we just hmm. snuck in and grabbed him. I mean, you you start to really like do your research and look at him, and you're like, who the hell wouldn't want this guy? Like, even if he's right. a backup, like a, a you know a, a depth yeah. guy. Like, I mean, man, he could do a lot worse. So, real quick, Matt, just to get your head a little bit bigger, but like, this is a, a nice little <laughs> comment for you. And it, hey, you can keep the boogie because Brett Rogers has been noted as being the boogie, the boogie man, right? So yeah. you can keep it. He doesn't have to be bougie. bougie. I know exactly, I but. I was saying like he could keep the boogie word. Like he didn't have to say I, bougie. I know. Uh, I get Funches has been out for, you know, hasn't played in a while. So I <laughs> totally understand that. I think that if he can just get back to his form and if you got Aaron Rodgers throwing you the ball, I think, I mean, he at one point was somebody and could make plays and has produced. So I just think like if they can get that guy back or someone close to it, you, you know, you could do a lot worse than your fourth or fifth option. Perfect. All right, guys. So everybody that's in the chat, thank you so much for joining in. Chris, Blaine, Neil, Iowa, Joe. Uh, we also have uh, uh, who else we got here? We got Jimmy, obviously. And Brandon, thank you so much for joining in on this. Uh, we have a, a lot to thank you guys for uh, in the chat, too. But stay here. Don't go anywhere. Uh, we have more to come, obviously, training camp. And then we have our little special thing that we want to do at the end of the show. Um, but we're going to take a real quick break. Check out everything that we have going on here. So please stick around for this commercial. I know you get this is your time to go, you know, do a little tinkle. But uh, at the same time, okay, check out <laughs> check out what this is on here, too, because Game on Wisconsin's got a lot to show you guys, especially in these coming weeks. So uh, hit it, Fred. September 19th at the Green Bay Distillery, right before the Green Bay Packers take on the Detroit Lions for the home opener. Game on Wisconsin is throwing Todd Varney a birthday party. Okay, not really. It's just an ironic coincidence, but we will be throwing a party at the Green Bay Distillery. Food, football, drinks, prizes, all kinds of stuff you can win. If you want to check out our YouTube page, our Twitter page, and our other social media page, Game On Wisconsin. For details, meet us at the Green Bay Distillery on September 19th. Come meet and greet all of your favorite Game On Wisconsin personalities and have a chance to win some really cool stuff. We hope to see you there. Oh, that was badass, dude. That was cool. That was more. Yes. I can't wait. By the way, everybody come hang out with us at the uh, distillery that night. I'll be also yeah. going to the game the next day just in case you want to come hang. Exactly. Uh, so, obviously, we're back. So, you know where to follow us. This is the Freezer Podcast. If you see that little logo right uh, – God, I never can get this right. Right down there, it's the Sweep Studios logo. Uh, that's where you can find all of our content on Facebook. Hit us up on no, Facebook, no. man. It's such a great following there. <laughs> um, this is something that uh, Fred created, and it's just – blossom into something amazing now that you know the three of us are here uh so check us out on on instagram on facebook and youtube the sweep studios never forget it it's that logo it's so awesome so check it out uh so guys 
it's training camp. It's it's just good now that we can have football on our mind. I, we mentioned that on Monday, obviously with Aaron Rodgers finally, you know, coming back and you know having his big presser. We already talked about all that, but let's you know now that we can kind of focus on you know the X's and O's and just you know some beautiful uh, chemistry between the best wide receiver quarterback combo in the league. Um, and it was showing that on uh, it was a showcase of that. Sorry, this week in the first week of uh, training camp, and I'm trying I'm talking about last week because uh, this is not week two but it's just like where they left off right guys i mean this is what you want to see from a team that goes 13 and three and obviously for everybody that's you know following on twitter you see all the beat guys talking about what's happening um and then obviously if you guys check out some of the other socials of you know us and you know some of the other uh, packer stuff around the uh social media side of things you probably have heard what's been going on in pick camp so that's why you guys come to our show and hear what we have to say so uh guys training camp and uh, the fact that we are at least all cylinders are running on offense, but the biggest question probably will be Joe Barry, the new uh, DC and what's happening on the defensive side of things. Yeah, that was kind of a, I don't know if anybody watched the uh, press conferences today, but you know, kind of the main theme about new Joe Barry is energy, bringing a lot of energy to the team, you know, getting the guys hyped, you know, even when they're maybe not at their most hypest moments, he's getting them going. So I think that's kind of what they, wanted out of this because last year the big critique was man they they'd come out flat asleep whatever you want to call it in some of these games and they'd look just dead um and i know maybe part of that was attributed to the fact that no fans were there and, and lafleur talked today about you know bring your own juice but it only goes so far when there's nobody in the stands so i feel like joe barry is a great addition in that sense and i can't wait to see him out and getting his guys in the field and actually coaching a game and, and calling calling some defensive coverages. So that's what I'm looking for. But to touch on what you're talking about, Sandra, you know, the uh, Rodgers and Adams in, in practice and, and going after the first rounder, uh, Stokes, yeah. I, I think that's great. I mean, talk about coming into the NFL. You literally have, under the to, fire. <laughs> you have to grow as a player against the best receiver and the most polished route runner in the game. And, oh, by the way, a first ballot reigning MVP quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you you – I feel like everything after that, when you have to get in the game, it's got to be easy. It's easy. <laughs> you, got Kirk Cousins, you got Tandy Dalton yeah. and you got yeah. Jared Goff. You know, so, I mean, so that's what you got to see two times. So what a blessing for him to come in and have to go against the, the literal best of the best immediately. I think that's only going to pay dividends as time goes. So him taking his lumps and, and learning, you know, and I'm sure the veterans are, are building them up and giving them some tips and stuff. But I think that's great to hear. Um, but I'm just excited for the defense. I think we don't talk about it enough because of how the Rogers stuff and how great they are. But this defense, man, they got a little nasty to him. And I think if Barry can unlock that, that could be uh, what gets him over the hump. I think it's it's probably been. <clears throat> I mean, I would say obviously like Super Bowl, previous Super Bowl era. I mean, just because of Charles Woodson and Charles Woodson being my favorite player. But I'm super jacked about this defense, man. I'm yeah. really excited about him. Um, you know, I think a couple years ago when Zadarius and Preston went on their run, you know, and they had all those sacks and everybody was, you know, super jacked. I, got, I really got into it, but I wasn't as hyped as I feel right now for some reason. And I think what it is, is it's Jair's dominance. Um, it's yes. me being super excited about Eric Stokes. It's about Bang the down. fact that I think that Stokes, <laughs> what? What he are you tried doing? to he tried to do like the bane. They expect one of us to the wreckage. <laughs> You're such an idiot. Um, bane, bane. I, I'm just yeah, I got it. Say, yeah, I got yeah. it. I got it. 
I thought you had to like. I, th- I thought you were gonna like sneeze or something. Was, so it, I was, like, oh, was, I, I was, was hoping Matt would watch. Yeah, Matt was Matt. You know, Matt, Matt I get you, buddy. <clears throat> but so go on. I, I love the idea of like Stokes and Jair and and being this like swaggy kind of tough shit talking like get in your face scrappy ass corner duo to me just like jacks me up. I think Savage takes a huge leap. Amos is a good leader. Uh, obviously, the Smiths. I think Gary is going to be ridiculously Gary, good man. Um, Clark is like still what, like 19, and he's getting <laughs> yeah. better. Yeah. Like <clears throat> he's still so young. Um, there's just so much freaking talent. And I think them bringing in Barry is, it's obviously he's there to coach. He's, you know, whatever. But I think is like a hype man. He's like the flavor flavor. Like they don't need help talent wise, they need help harnessing it and getting these like get them jacked up get them ready to rock um so i love everything about it to to blaine's uh point because blaine till till blaine is literally buried six feet underground he's he's always gonna fight for that inside linebacker because that's what he played his whole life um so he's he's still stuck in like if you don't have an erlacher or a bobby wagner or a ray lewis you're probably gonna lose um and I would always challenge him and say, how many of those teams won Super Bowls? How many teams today are winning Super Bowls with inside linebackers? But I like even the inside linebackers we got. I think hey. we've got young, talented, Clark uh, Barnes, Martin linebackers. Campbell. Yeah, I think they're I think they're, and, they're perfect yeah, Campbell. situation. I... Yeah, <clears throat> Campbell's a huge get. Uh Martin's a big deal, which actually as I'm talking about this, I, I think we forgot about Winfrey and the receiver thing. Um but I just think that this defense is super, super fun and exciting, and they're going to be flying around the field. And they're, and they're all back. They're, they're all back. That's yeah. Like so, there's already that like the continuity, that, 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 that confidence. Yes, and they're they're already like doing the D train. They've been doing it for a few years. There's already this like group feel to it. So like it's not a whole lot of difference. And you bring in a couple, you know, young studs, and I just I this defense jacks me up and I think it's going to be what actually carries us farther than even this offense. And our offense is freaking great. Yeah. I, so I drove 20 hours from Tampa to green Bay. Well, Appleton. And uh, I went to practice on Saturday. Right. So I was, I was completely wired. I was like, I can't miss our first available practice that I could go to. And then I saw Campbell, man. I did. And he's huge. Like he's tall. He's not like some of our other linebackers are kind of like smaller because they're like quicker. But Campbell looks like a beast. Like, honestly, like he, you know, as a thumper and like someone that's going to be a run stuffer, probably like I, I, you know, in the sense of, you know, in the run game. I mean, this is something that maybe they're trying to focus on. That's been a weakness for the Packers for a lot, uh, you know, for at least a year and a half now. Throw in throw in this guy, too. To stop that run. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Slate, exactly. I mean, obviously, yes. I mean, he has been talked about a lot now on the Twitter uh, world, and he is definitely making his uh, his name known uh, as as officially the run stop uh, stopper or stuffer, as you uh, want to call it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just nice to see. That, and this is without Zadarius on the field, or even Kevin King on the field. They've been both out. So you're still showing a lot of promise. Obviously, yeah, you're getting torched by the MVP, but still, that's you know you you don't have Zadarius coming off the edge and you know causing issues for whoever's playing left tackle. I mean that that would change things up a little bit too. And they're you know still showing some good life, especially after today. I mean they you know they they got to Jordan Love a little bit here and there, but it's cool to see, man. I mean honestly, this is what you want out of a, a successful roster. I'm gonna say uh, because you know this is what. 
Gudikins does. I mean, I know it, everything is like the flack of, you know, what's happened with Rodgers is, you know, really turning uh, a different, you know, eye on, you know, the organization. But in the meantime, this is what he's constructed. You know, this is what he's they, done. Draft pretty and impressive. Yeah. And I mean, how, many, how many years have we gone into training camp or even just into the offseason going, God, they have so many holes on defense. They're never going to be able to get all these guys in house and patch it up before next year. And you look at the whole, the defensive roster as a whole, and every position, maybe outside of inside linebacker, but we like the potential there. You can name somebody who's a great player who's going to be a contributor who we can rely on. And this, and this being done while paying Aaron Rodgers, Aaron, Rodgers. Bucks, <laughs> Aaron Jones, David Bakhtiari, eventually Devontae Adams. Adams like, yeah. We're still like the fact the whole that developing is working. Yeah, I mean, this this team would make a hundred percent sense if it was like with a rookie quarterback contract. The fact that we're paying Aaron Rodgers and we still have the amount of talent on this Guys, team, it's crazy. If if this was a team that had the LA Rams as the logo, they would be talked about more. All the day. fact that we're still Green Bay, Wisconsin, it helps that we have 12. Right. So the whole NFL knows who Aaron Rodgers is, especially right. after what happened this year. But even when Rodgers was there before all this drama, the reason that no one talks about us is because we're the Green Bay Packers. And it's just like, oh, yeah, they'll be, a, you know, they'll be in the playoffs. You know, you have always you always have a chance when you have Aaron Rodgers. And what do we have? What have we done? We've always been in the NFC championship game. Uh, pretty much <laughs> like for the five, uh, probably like four of the last seven years. Right. I think it is. Well, Enough. even, even like, even when you're scrolling, right. And you see like those, um, top 10 running backs, in the NFL uh, top 10 tight ends, top 10, like outside yeah. of Devante and Rogers, there's like top 10 D- rushers. There's no Zadarius top 10 running yeah. backs. There's no Aaron Jones. Dude had like 20 touchdowns. Like how in the world? And Kenny Clark just, doesn't like, get his love one, sometimes. Kenny yeah. Clark doesn't get love. Jair wasn't even in like the top 10 corners. It was like, what the fuck? If, if, Jai, if Jair played for a New York team or an LA team, oh, yeah. he would be all over the place because right. he plays the game. Yeah. It was hilarious when, because Marshawn Lattimore, and Jair came out at the same time. Everybody was talking about Lattimore, which yep. deservedly so. And he's still but, very good. And he's still very good, but he's also very uh, in trouble with the law. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you draft and develop good exactly, character Robert, guys and good superstar talent. Again, it your play speaks for itself. PFF understands what it is. They get it right. There's some other guys around the league that well, understand what you know. Yeah. You know what our players do. But go ahead, man. That's well. That's why this offseason, all this crap about Gudekunst needed to go, and oh, they don't do anything. It's like, are you kidding me? Look at this roster. I mean, just take Aaron Rodgers aside. I mean, they got guys up and down the board. As one of the viewers, Robert just said, they got a, a like, basically a top fifteen player at almost every position group. You could you could argue, um, and and look at just the free agents they brought in. I mean, in the area of free agency, how many guys are signed in a year or two into their deals or cut or they're they're doing this and that? I mean. Adrian Amos what? is still a huge and impact player. Zadarius, and I'm sorry, but I think Preston Smith is poised for a comeback year. He will be. He, I think he'll have a great year. And I think what another thing that got lost in all this is um, how many people just bashed getting Rashawn Gary. And Rashawn Gary not only one is going to have a I, I would predict have a fantastic year, yep. but two you lined that up perfectly so that you can get rid of one, one or two dead rushers yeah. and yeah. still have an all-pro edge rusher in what I would assume will be Rashawn Gary. So, and we said that when it first happened, you know, it's going to line up kind of that way. Um, 
And I just think like those types of moves have been just incredible uh, when, when it comes to Goot. And then even like, you know, getting the Stokes um, the year prior to Jair's big contract. So that's going to line up, you know, five years down the road, we're going to have to look at paying Stokes again. Um, it's just it, very, very intelligent moves. And uh, I, I love it. And I'm, I'm super excited to see I, this this defense grow. Fred, and then get just, those imagine, clips ready. just imagine, just imagine when, when Aaron Rodgers does walk away and we all of a sudden have that much more money and we can retain this defense for a decent amount of time. And um, yes. It's going to be exciting. Get your, get your, uh, your clips ready and all your clippings of everybody that did bash Gary, because when he does oh, yeah, have I that awesome, have that when he does have that awesome year, uh, maybe if it's after the Super Bowl that we mm-hmm. ri- that we win, or maybe right before off season, we'll have a nice special show for you guys with all those in there, and then it'd be just beautiful. I want to, so, yeah. I want to no, come I around think, on, I, that, on that Iowa Joe. I want, one yeah. second, because I think this is so true, and he, came, I think Gary came to the perfect team because he came in the same year they brought in Zadarius yes. and P, and he didn't have to come in and be a guy right away, and they had to force yes. him on the field. He was able to hone his craft, work out, learn what he needed to do, and here we are, year three, dudes ready to blow it, blow it up. And I think, and I think that's something that uh, Aaron Rodgers kind of missed a little bit when it comes to you know, talking about this front office. And I don't mean it to like bash Aaron Rodgers, but something that this uh, this uh, front office has done for so long is always have guys in in the the steps the man will, to be ready yeah. for that moment. You know, offensive mm-hmm. line. I mean, look at us. We have had stellar offensive linemen for the last 25 years, no question asked. Yeah, you know, we've never been the Vikings or the if Bears. Josh, the if Josh Dittman and TJ Lang leaves, you know, if Mike Wall and uh, Marco Rivera, Rivera, yeah. Rivera leave, Chad we had Clifton. It's always been it's always been prepared. It's always been in the background, and and I think that's something that you have to take in. Like you have to be okay with and, absolutely and be pumped about. So I'm excited for it, and um. And I think, yeah, I think Gary's going to, it's going to be great. And I said it when we drafted him. I said, that's the best part about why we drafted him, man, because he doesn't have to be the savior. He can come in, work on all the, polish up all that extra stuff that he's maybe not doing. He didn't have a big tree of moves. So they got to work on that and they got to spend two years on it. Dabble him in here, dabble him in there. And (laughs) uh, I think last year we saw when he came in his fire and his, his ability to get off the line. Um, and those athletic traits really kind of blossomed. And I think that's just made him hungrier and hungrier. So Agreed. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out this year and ends up with, you know, almost he's double ready. Absolutely. He said it. He's ready. All right. Yeah. Well, guys, we're going to take one more quick break. But when we come back, this is where I got this is where all you guys have been sitting in the chat uh, because this is your time to kind of shine. We have a nice little, you know, fun topic to talk about, especially, you know, uh, with this week being, you know, uh, training camp, obviously kicking off and, you know, you'll see what we're going to talk about next. But uh, again, keep an eye on what we have to show you guys. Obviously, uh, we have a lot of cool stuff coming up. So uh, don't go anywhere. This is the Future Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's your boys from Lombardi's Bar here telling you to come check us out every Wednesday, 830 Eastern, 730 Central. Come check us out this week. We're talking about the first full week of Packers training camp. Randall Cobb showed up to training camp. And Todd's going to be at training camp as well. Todd, what are you wearing at training camp? Uh, Jimmy and I will be up there on Thursday. I will be wearing this hideous jersey because I lost the beer bets last year. Uh, not a great start for me this year either, but hopefully it turns around for me, guys. Okay, bye. 
I want to see that. <laughs> yeah, go absolutely. I might go to practice on Thursday just to see him. Wear Guys, uh, folks, that is Lombardi's bar. Check them out. I believe that that's, you know, that's Wednesdays, right? That's Wednesdays. That's Wednesday. Yep, that's that's Wednesdays. Uh, check them out. They're awesome group of guys. They have this nice little bar set up behind them, um, and they do an amazing job, especially with all their packed content. So Lombardi's Bar, check them out, obviously, okay? So, uh, boys, we obviously had the first week done. Now we're in week two. There's so much to you know gather as far as what's happening. Granted, we all – hey, even everybody in this chat and everybody that's watching – um, remember, take this with a grain of salt. It's only training camp. Everybody's just kind of getting their, you know, feet wet. They're in shorts and helmets. They're going to put some pads on next week. Um, and so that's when we're going to start seeing a little bit more, you know, of the realism of what, you know, some of these guys produce, you know, speed wise or, you know, athleticism wise or, you know, ability wise. So definitely, uh, it's fun to get all jacked up for football because it's been, you know, so long since it's been waiting, but guess what? Let, you can still get that hangover off of that, uh, that MV or sorry, that, uh, 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 NBA championship that we just won with the Bucks. So, uh, but this week is a very special week because uh, for all of you fans, obviously for those of you that have um, little ones or you have families or maybe you are a little one and that your parents got to take you to it, but it is family night and that is this weekend on Saturday. Um, and we'll obviously talk about a little bit of our experiences with it, but then this is your chance to get to talk about your experience. So obviously if you have something that you want to share with us, take your time, Type the message out, and then we'll post and we'll we'll uh, bring it up here on our screen. So if you have something that you had like a memorable moment, especially with family night, that's what we're going to talk about right now before we close out the show. Um, but guys, this is obviously a really cool thing, um, especially you know the fact that all three of us uh, have a a child. Obviously, mine's on the way, but you know, uh, you guys obviously still have, counts. Yeah, it still counts exactly. So this is a really huge like you know special moment you know to share obviously with the family and then. You know, me as a kid, you know, I got to go to, I think I went to one at least uh, at my time. And, you know, it's just a cool thing, especially the fact that for those people who don't get to maybe get to spend that kind of money, you know, on a regular season game, um, they get the chance to walk in the hallow grounds of Lambeau Field. And that's obviously a big thing. Fred, what does it mean to you? I mean, this, I feel like we're getting ready to get like this, like teared up, you know, uh, response or like this, yeah, like maybe know. like this goosebumps, not sorry, goosebumps, because you've yeah. kind of definitely had a little bit different of experience than we have. Uh, but what is it? What's kind of family night to you? I mean, I think you nailed it in the head when it comes to you, a lot of fans and families that maybe don't get the opportunity to go to some of these games. I mean, Nobody, uh, nobody in the world doesn't know that it's almost impossible to get on the season ticket list. And for some of us who have been blessed to be on the season ticket list, I mean, uh, it's, it's just hard. It's hard for people to get to them. They're very expensive. Um, and so it gives an opportunity for them to go. And then if you have the little kids, you know, I've, uh, I don't remember if I've ever gone to one as a kid. I, I, I can't really remember that far back. It feels like it's a lifetime ago. Um, but I, I remember taking, yeah, dude, it feels like forever. Dude. Old timer. Um, yeah, dude. Like it was black and white back then. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> once I got the set, the saddle and the horses all lined up, <laughs> we would get in the back and the we would just head on down. To, diddle and diddle and diddle and diddle yeah, and yeah. It was back when uh, Lombardi Ave was just clay and dust. Um, but the, the cool thing for me as a dad is I've taken Ethan to him. Um, Amanda and I've taken Ethan to, and we've gone to a couple different times. Um, but the real, what I'm super excited about is that 
Um, I will be going this year and I'll be taking Charlie and Charlie's first time ever entering Lambeau field will be Ooh, on Saturday, documented. Um, which is super exciting. I'm excited to bring him to uh, just green Bay in general. When, when there's a game going on and people are excited and the atmosphere, he's going to love it. This is going to be right up his alley. I mean, Charlie is a people person. He loves people. He can talk to everybody. Um, he's all about it. So for him to be able to be there and see Lambo be really big and all the people enjoying themselves. Um, I'm super excited. I don't know how long he'll last. Um, when it comes <laughs> to just hanging out and watching the game. Uh, but I would say that the plan is, is we're going to go and we're going to walk around Lambo. They have all sorts of games and fun things going on for family night. That's different than the normal tailgating, you know, we'll hit up title town. He'll play on the playground for a little while. He'll run himself rampant. Um, and then when, when he's kind of done with that one, if he's ever done running around, but, uh, we'll go in and we'll watch some of the game and he'll get to experience, you know, walking through that tunnel, seeing the grass, uh, which I'm 35 and I still cry. I mean, I don't sob, but I always have that one like Indian tear oh, that comes down every time I walk through that dark tunnel and then it opens oh, yeah. up and I think about, you know. I think about my grandpa and I think about my family and all the people that I've been in my life that have passed and remember going to those games as a seven-year-old and eight-year-old with my grandpa, my grandma, my uncles, my aunts, my mom, my dad, all that stuff. Um, you know, as a Thurston, I've, I've spent a good majority of my life at Lambeau. So there's a lot of great memories. So every time I walk through there, it means something. And I've tried to instill that. I mean, my wife knows it. Uh, Ethan's gotten to that point a little bit where he still loves it. Um, and I know, I know Charlie won't understand it, but that moment will be there, and I'll be able to take that video of him walking out. And uh, so, yeah, we're gonna see see how long it lasts, and then hopefully, I don't know if there's fireworks or not this year, but if there is, we'll try to stay there for that. And I just think when you um, when you live in this state, and you you know where we all love the Packers, we're all watching it every Sunday, dads, grandpas, uncles. Um, and you're not ever really realistically going to take your four five, six, seven year old kid to a Packer game. It gives them an opportunity to like put that in their blood a little bit and let them kind of feel that like, the Oh, aura. this is what dad, this is why dad swears at the TV all Sunday every year. That makes sense. This is really cool. So, I mean, I told Charlie, he was pretty excited. Um, and then I told him that he basically gets to scream as loud as he can for as long as he wants and no one's going to tell him to be quiet. And then he was like, <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's well, really exciting. I'll, I'll get to be able to show. Um, yeah. Be careful. Show your grandpa some play to go there. Yeah. Well, they can, they'll, they'll take a seat. Um, but I'll get to show, uh, I'll get to show him, you know, where his great grandpa got to play. I'll get to show him where grandpa fuzzy stood all the time back in the day when I was a kid and, and just get to experience some, some of those, you know, awesome memories. And, uh, I mean, I know that it'll be cool for me and it'll be great to the sun will be shining because Grandpa Fuzzy will uh, will make sure that happens. So I'm jacked and I haven't been excited about family night in the last couple of years, but this year's even special. Go ahead, Matt. I um yeah, I mean, I echo the sentiments of Fred. I think it's a great opportunity for people to get there. And it's kind of a non-consequential thing because it's it's basically just a practice. So you got little ones there. You know, you don't have to sit and watch a game. You can sit down for 20, 30 minutes. And as a kid, you're probably just – I mean, I remember being young and going there, and I didn't even care what was going on in the field. I was just enamored with the atmosphere and looking yeah. around and seeing the names and whatnot. So it's just cool to be inside of there. Um, I'll give a brief 
my experience, uh, and then I'll let you guys take it. I've never been to one except for I used to work for the Packers Pro Shop. So I had to work at Family Night. And my experience always was it would rain every single Family Night. <laughs> and everybody yep. would jam into the – if you remember the old Pro Shop, it was two floors. It was not nearly as big as it is now. And it would just be shoulder-to-shoulder people, and it was a mess. It was awful. It was hot and warm. So that was always my experience. But everybody outside of there obviously having a good time and seeing the fireworks. It's a cool thing here. And, and – you know, the Packers are awesome for doing it. Even after Brian Belaga blew out his ACL and they turned it from more of a scrimmage to <laughs> into a practice, but they kept it going because it's important to so many people. Absolutely. Well, and honestly, I mean, <laughs> Brian Belaga was going to tear his ACL anyway. So probably inevitable thing, but yeah, I, again, I don't, I, like you said, Fred, I don't really don't remember if I was, I feel like I was at like maybe at one, but you know, it, it is definitely a cool thing. I mean, I've definitely been to plenty of games and those are definitely a different experience altogether, but you know, this one's going to be kind of interesting because so, uh, you know, for all you dads out there, um, or even obviously moms, but you, uh, my, my, my future kid here has been, uh, been kicking a lot. Like he's a very active uh, kid inside there in that belly. So I've been really interested to see if that's going to be an effect, uh, with my, my wife now when we go there this, this Saturday. So I want to see if that's like a little, like, you know, it's a little, you know, it's a cheesy thing, but I want to like feel her stomach and see if like he can hear the roars and stuff, because you know what? That's like, that's like coming out of the womb. Like as a Packer fan, like that's as good as it's going to probably get. It's going to be a kicker. Yeah. Yeah, Or that, or that you never know. I mean, I don't know how his you know, height genes are going to be, but Hey, you know what? You don't need height to be a kicker. that's true martin grammatica right (laughs) so uh yeah it's it's just a cool thing man i you know i i think it's going to be awesome now for me to experience that with my own kids as i get you know older but you know for everybody that's out there and that has a story too i don't know if i haven't seen if uh, people have been posting but um you definitely share if you got one obviously but you know i hope if you do if you're going this weekend awesome i really hope you guys uh, enjoy it if you're not it's a cool thing just to watch on television and how, how many other teams are doing this i think zero uh that televise a practice um so it's it, sell it out a, a practice a sellout practice i mean i know it's a it's a good revenue thing for lambo and the green bay packers in this community but it is a it's a huge thing for all the families and it's a it, they do put on a spectacle of a show especially with the fireworks i i think they probably are doing to do it but uh it, and if fred is right about all these uh, extra little things uh, on the side with the games and things and now with the new uh you know the uh aaron's field and stuff maybe there might be some stuff that's on that side of the you know uh, of lambo so yeah Definitely check it out if you are in the area. It's definitely a cool thing. Even if you don't have tickets inside, you can still do so many different things on the outside of Lambeau. There's a lot of great restaurants and bars. And obviously, like I just mentioned, you have the new, uh, you know, renovated area as well that you can go, you know, hang out. So definitely a cool thing. Uh, And it's not supposed to rain. Yeah, exactly. That's huge. I mean, I absolutely hate when I get rained on at any Packer yeah. event. But I, I know <laughs> we've gone to we've gone to a couple of family nights, and I've honestly every I've never been to the one that's rained. But apparently, everyone always says it rains all the time. See, and I feel like the couple that I've gone to, I must have picked the in between years because I feel like I've never gotten rained on. Um, but yeah, it's I'm I'm excited about it. And you know, what? I'm just freaking football, man. It's it's like right there, and like, we can, I can be taste there. it. And it's yeah. there. And then like we go through this and this, this usually means like, this is that one thing that I'm like, Oh, it's like, it's, it's coming. Now it's happening. Now yeah. we go to preseason. Uh, 
And then preseason goals like this, and then all of a sudden it's the season. So like it's week one, if this, exactly. if, if, yeah, if this doesn't get you kind of jacked up to be like, I know it's family night and a lot of like, you know, the old timers are even just, you know, fans of, of the Packers or, you know, oh, it's just family night. To me, it's, yeah, it is family night. Like we're not going there to watch Thanks, football. Chris. We're going there to get jacked up for football. Absolutely. And lucky. And you know what? We got one month until kickoff. You know, you might as well enjoy this little ride here. Let's figure out what this roster is going to be. You got your MVP quarterback back. You got, you know, the star-studded team that we just mentioned of all, all the great players that we have up and down this roster. So keep watching out boys. for that, obviously, on everything that you guys get, catch your uh, Packer information on. But you know what? You can catch our Packer information every Monday at 7 p.m. Uh, right before, uh, you know, uh, a Monday night football game uh, once the season starts, but you know what? This has been such a cool ride, especially for everybody that's in this, you know, in this, uh, in this chat. And obviously everybody that's watching at home, you know, I will never stop saying this means a lot to Fred and Matt and I, you know, this is so cool for us to do a passion project. And then it ends up being a, a pretty cool thing that people keep tuning back into every week. Um, so thank you so much for joining us every, every, you know, I know this is Mondays. I know we were on Tuesdays last year, but, for every Monday, uh, thank you so much for joining us for at least an hour of your day. Um, it means the world to us, and we'll try to keep giving you guys the best content possible that we can, uh, and uh, maybe a little less uh, Sanjay Betts and you know hurting himself. But you never know. Oh, I, I kind of like this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, no. I got plenty of predictions to come. I got <laughs> seventeen of them this year. I got yeah. seventeen predictions this year because we got one more game. So we'll see what happens with well, that. Hopefully, we have like twenty or twenty-one or whatever it is. Uh, that's Bowl. true. That's true. That's yep. very true. Uh, guys, anything else from you guys? No. Enjoy oh. uh, enjoy training camp, everybody, and, and just soak it up. Football is back. I mean, this is this is where we want to be. Beautiful. Hey, with that being said, I'm Sanjay. That's Fred. That's Matt. This is the Freezer Podcast. Come join us next time. But in, until then, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.